You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 190 with Frank Ford. Today we're talking about improving your life. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What is going on, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community. I am so excited to introduce you to our featured guest today. And we are talking about a very interesting topic because so many people think they got everything put together and then all of a sudden stuff falls apart. What do you do at that point? Do you just throw up your paperwork and throw the, throw the plans in the air and walk off the stage? Nope. The show must go on. It's time to improv. And that's when things really get fun, as far as I'm concerned anyway. So as you know, many other men and women are going to want to hear this conversation. They're going to want to get in on the conversation. And the men can get in on the conversation. And the women can as well, as long as they communicate and, com- and, and can comment <laughs> comment on the website at menofabundance.com forward slash 190. But men, you can get in on the conversation in our closed Facebook community. And in order to get access to that community, all you have to do is go to menofabundance.com, click on the members only tab, and request access. I will give you access. I got a couple rules, and they're all in there. They're listed there. It's very simple stuff. But I will give you access to the Men of Abundance community so that you can have these conversations. We can have these conversations together as only men can. So go to menofabundance.com and click on the members only tab and request access today. Also, of course, make sure you are abundant in your life today by paying it forward and sharing Men of Abundance with everyone you come in contact with or at least the ones that you like and the ones that you care about. The ones you care if they get this type of information or not. And don't don't try to prejudge. You never know who's going to benefit. I have been blown away by some of the contacts and some of the people who have contacted me and said, man, your episode today your conversation on your Facebook Live in your community, whatever it is, whatever piece of content I put out for that day, somebody will contact me and said, that was right on time. It's exactly what I needed to hear in my life today, and it made all the difference. Man, that is so amazing that I'm able to share these conversations, and you are able to share these conversations as well. And when somebody gets back with you and says, thank you for sharing that conversation with me, I'm telling you, the feeling is Simply amazing. So make sure you're abundant today. Pay it forward. Share men of abund- share men of abundance with others. Now here's the thing. Have you ever noticed that just when you think you have things, the plan, your plan is all laid out. It's perfect. Not that it ever is, but you think it's perfect. And something or someone comes along and just requires you to make an on-the-spot change. And you have to think on your feet. And you have to decide what you're going to do at that point are you just going to give up are you just going to throw your hands in the air or are you going to improv are you going to make it happen it's at that point that you may have to improv you have to either change your plans or at least improv that part of your plan this is life guys this is the way things go things are going to go wrong and what do you do at that point in time well that's what frank and i have the conversation about today 
Our featured guest today, Frank Ford, had a successful career in the entertainment industry for the last 25 years and is one of the founding members and owner of the Ford Day Weekend. It's a comedy institution in Texas. He has also studied at the renowned Second City Conservatory in Chicago and taught advanced improvisation classes at the Ford Day Weekend Training Center. As a professional actor, Frank has appeared in numerous commercial spots, television shows, and films. In addition, he has received critical acclaim for his original comedy reviews, comedy album, short films, and acting roles. Over the years, Frank has been recognized for his writing, including the sale of an original television comedy to 20th Century Fox. Also, Frank has recently finished writing a feature film, which was a top 10 finalist in the Final Draft Big Break Screenwriting Contest. Currently, he is in the process of publishing his first book entitled Happy Accidents. Actually, that book is already published. I've got it on my desk right here. This book teaches people how to use the philosophy of improvisation in a positive way to enrich their lives. In addition to performing in over 5,000 shows and working with Fortune 500 companies throughout the world, Frank is also a very popular keynote presenter on the speaker circuit. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Frank Ford. Frank, welcome to Men of Abundance, brother. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for, for having me on. Man, it's my pleasure to finally get you here. Where are you at in the world? I am in Dallas, Texas, uh, or Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm in the Metroplex in Texas. Yeah, I've only been through Dallas. I've picked up a vehicle there once or twice and through the airport, but I've been all over Texas. Man, I've lived in Texas probably six or seven years total. Uh, wow. And, uh, yeah. Whereabouts did you live in, uh, in Texas? I've lived in San Antonio for almost a year. I lived in El Paso for four years, and then I was in Colleen. Well, I should say my family was in Colleen for three years. One of those, one year of those three years, I was actually in Iraq. But uh, yeah, Colleen was my least favorite of all the places I've ever lived in my entire life. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can't say that I, I've been to Colleen, San Antonio. I've been to, but that's that's a great city. Yeah, I yeah. love San Antonio. San yeah, Antonio is one of the top five. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and you know, and I know, I, I personally know some people that love Colleen, man, and and more power to them. I dig it, but um, yeah, they can have it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow. Before we get too much into our conversation, I like to start the show out with an attitude of gratitude, man. What do you have to be grateful for today? Oh, I, I got to tell you, I, I'm really, really happy uh, that I uh, get to do what I do for for a living. It, it's so funny that I'm doing this interview today because yesterday we were at uh, our new theater in Dallas. We have uh, our first theater, which is in Fort Worth in Sundance Square, and we're opening a brand new theater in in Dallas, and it's the second theater of, uh, that we're opening. And I, I was there last night with everybody, uh, the students, and there's still construction stuff going on in the new theater, and so all the lighting isn't there. We don't have the sound yet. So there's dust everywhere, you know, uh, on the floor. And there we were with the new cast in this building that's being remodeled for opening and in, in the dark for the most part. But we were rehearsing and, and trying to work on the show. And the musical director was playing with the little power that we had. And, and, and it, I just thought I was looking around thinking, I, I'm just so thankful that I get to do this. And look, look at this. This is a new group 
uh, of improvisers that are coming into four day weekend. And, and I just thought, man, I, I'm the luckiest guy alive. I get to do what I love to do for a living. So that, 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 that's what my attitude of gratitude is for today. That coming off the heels of that. I dig it, man. Well, that's improv at its best, man. I mean, yeah. you don't have all the right equipment, not the lighting, the sound. I mean, you're completely improvising from beginning to end, man. Yeah, you know, you know, it's true. But and it was funny because, and I'd mentioned it to them. I said, you know, guys, back in the day when we started, um, this is kind of how we rehearsed. I mean, we didn't have an audience, and this reminds me of us 20 years ago when we started Four Day Weekend. And you know, it's a it's a younger cast, and they're all there, but but they're there because they love doing it as much as we love doing it, and and they're willing to come out, you know for two hours and, and rehearse, you know, in a partially lit, you know, theater that's still under construction because they're passionate about it. And, you know, that's just something that, you know, you can't teach people passion. You know, there's, there, there's some intangibles that people have in life. You just can't teach them that and be around those people that have that kind of an attitude. They want to be there. You, you know, it's that old motivational poster, you know, uh, I don't have to go to work. I get to go to work. Mm -hmm. and, and and that's the way we really feel. We feel like, oh, man, I get to go to work. And here was this young cast, man, just, you know, in the theater, down and dirty, just rehearsing improv. And we were all there because even today, after I've done, you know, 25 years in the business, 20 with four day weekend, 6000 shows later, I still love it. And, and And they do, too. So it was really cool. You know, just like everything else in life, it's important to go back to the basics and truly start from the basics. And you're taking a brand new team that is starting from the basics, just like you guys did. And they're going to appreciate it that much more as the theater progresses, the technology comes in and all that kind of stuff. It does make it a little bit easier. But when all things fail, because they do, uh, they can just continue on with the show. Yeah, right. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, we, we have a lot of production value uh, in our show, I mean, we have this beautiful 212 seat theater in Fort Worth, and we have a projector and a, and a technical director and lighting and sound cues and this, that, and the other. But when we started, you know, improvisation, all we needed were three Quaker chairs on a stage, and not even that, uh, just a stage, or not, and not even that, maybe just a floor. And, and we would practice and rehearse wherever we could because it was just improv. And there were many times that we would just find spaces around the city to just meet at and, and then with nothing, you, you know, we weren't performing for anyone. We didn't have the theater, but we just believed in the craft so much and the philosophy of Yes End so much that we were willing to just just go somewhere and meet and, and rehearse uh, and exercise. And that has translated into what it's become today. But yeah, we didn't need any of that stuff. It was just, you know, you could you can improvise with without anything. You just need a couple of other people and, and go to town. And, you know, I like to translate that into other parts of our life as well, Frank. You know, everybody, so many people, they want to wait for that right perfect time. They want to they want to have that perfect gym membership and have a nice, clean, amazing gym with all the proper equipment. And, you know, same thing with relationships. You got to have the right kind of money. You got to have the right timing. Uh, everything. And it all comes down again. It just comes down to the basics. If you truly want what it is that you want, then you're willing to get started where you're at right now, right this minute, right this second. You don't need all of the extra equipment and all the perfect timing and all the money and all that kind of stuff. 
May, may I share a quote with you that I love and I you'll love it. it. And it speaks to this exact thing. You know, most people go through life thinking, oh man, you know, if everything would just go perfect and fall into place, I would finally find peace. But the other side of that is, if you find peace, everything will fall into place. And, mm -hmm. and that's kind of where you have to start. You have to find peace, and then everything's gonna fall into place. And, and far too often, we, we do it the other way. You know, we're sitting there trying to control everything and make sure that everything's perfect, then it falls perfectly into place, and it's gonna be this perfect thing. But as Steinbeck said, you know, the, uh, the plans of mice and men often go awry, right? So we're so busy trying to control everything and make it perfect. When and then we'll think, oh, someday, man, if I if I just get this house, if I just do this, if I get this thing, then oh, then finally I'm going to be happy and find peace. When it really is, the whole approach to life should be the exact opposite: find peace first, and then it'll all fall into place. Absolutely, 100% correct. My experience is that, and many other men that I've worked with, just exactly the same thing. Once they find that peace everything really starts to fall into place. And here's the thing, it's never going to be perfect. So just let that go. That's right. Just let it go. And, and that's the, one of the great things about doing improv comedy is this. It, it is an inexact science. Okay. We, we, you know, for, for your listeners or anyone who's listening who d doesn't know what improv comedy is, it's kind of like a, a whose line is it anyway or at the Groundlings or the Second City. But basically, we get audience suggestions and then we improvise or make up scenes and songs based on those suggestions. Well, we don't know what the audience is going to say. We don't know what each other are, is going to say. But the way that we kind of work together is that we actively listen to what's going on. We're present. We're in the moment. And then we're positive forward thinkers and accepting of ideas with the yes and philosophy. Now, you can take everything I just said and apply it to your to your life. It doesn't have to be an improv scene on stage. It can be, you should be an active listener in life. You should be present in life. And you should be open to ideas and able to yes and things in life. And, and improv's all about adaptability. You, you know, we change things on the fly based on what the last sentence was. So improv, and I've been fortunate, and fortunate enough to do this um, for the last 25 years, it conditions you to operate that way. So nothing, no, there's no curveball. There's nothing that life is going to throw at, at me or, or the guys that I work with at this point that, that we know that we can't yes and uh, uh, a workaround. We, we always know that we can. But yeah, improv is, has that built-in sort of undercurrent of adaptability and, and how to adapt to changes and things that are going on around you. And, and you don't realize the effect that it has on you for helping to deal with, you know, the curveballs life throws at you uh, until, you know, later on down the road, you're like, oh, wow, this has really worked. That's one of the reasons that a lot of companies come to us and ask us about, hey, can you talk to our group about, you know, adaptability? And, and, and you just realize how many applications it has in, in real life. But yeah, you, you don't know what life's going to throw at. You just kind of have to go with the flow when, when it does. Yeah. And, you know, that's what personally, I think makes life really fun and exciting is just to be able to 
adapt to that just like I do with every single conversation on this show. You know, I have my set questions that I have, but I never really know where the conversation's going to go. So I just kind of roll with it. And I've learned over the last year and a half, and I've, I've learned even before that how to be an active listener and not think about what I'm going to say next, but listen to what my guest is saying. And then, you know, kind of adjust the questions and adjust my comments based on that. And I just, I love doing it that way. It, it just makes it so much more fun. It makes it more conversational. And I learn a lot more because I'm listening a lot more. So, you know, I, I just see the applications. And we're going to get into your book here in just a minute. Before we even get into that, I want to ask you the question, how would you describe yourself, Frank? Oh, Boy, let's see. Um, <laughs> Not to put you on the spot or anything, you know. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I, I, I would describe myself at uh, being. I'm a yes end person. That, that's how I would describe myself. Mm. But and I was a yes end person kind of before uh, improv. I just didn't know what to call it. Um, but but I I'm a yes end person. I, I'm I'm a very sort of um, optimistic person that no matter what, I, I always, I love to learn and I love to hear new things and, and read about new things. And, and I'm constantly trying to, to, to be a student. You, you know, I guess, I guess that, that would be one way, uh, one way that I would really describe myself, uh, that I'm a yes end person. So I'm always looking po for the positive sort of workaround, but, but that I'm a student. And, and what I mean by that is, is that I, I'm a, I'm a student of, of life. Uh, you know, I had a teacher a long time ago um, when I was taking his class. Uh, he said to me, he said, Frank, the only thing that I would ask of you is that you allow yourself to be a student. And at the time, very young, I was thinking, well, I'm in your class by default. I'm a student. <laughs> but he was a Buddhist. And, and what he meant was, uh, no, 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 a student of life forever. And, and, and that, man, you know what, that has, I come from a family where academics and education was, was very important. So, you know, the whole student role um, was a big part of my life, but that is really carried over in, into my adulthood. And, and that teacher that I just mentioned um, was uh, Marty DeMott from the Second City in, in Chicago, and it was an improv uh, class. And, and those words uh, resonated with me. And, and what it does, if you, if you keep yourself in the mindset of a student, you, you never risk the, uh, being the know-it-all. Because to me, there's a lot of people who walk around and they act like they know everything. They're the know-it-all. And the only thing that means is that you've intellectually or creatively flatlined <laughs> at an early age. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know any other way. It's like, really? You kind of, you've closed off any other, you know, uh, streams or channels for ideas to come into your, like, like that, that's such a travesty, a horrible thing when I see somewhere along the way that people just, they just stop learning. They stop being a student of life. And, and that's always uh, carried with me. I, I am a student of life. And so I never put myself above learning something new or above anybody else. I even told the new cast that's coming into our theater, I said, hey, listen, I know that we own this. We've been doing this a long time. Um, you guys are coming in 
uh, maybe don't you don't have as much ex- as experience and and you're going to learn from us because we've done it but the little secret is the truth is i'm going to be learning as much from you as you are from me so so i just want you to understand i'm i'm a student here I, i'm i'm learning too and and that's always just kept things in perspective for for me and 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 it keeps every my ego or or you know a people's ego in check. If you approach life as a student, and you truly are willing to learn and be open to things, then then yeah, you you, you kind of ideas come in, and then, then that's where the yes end part comes in. You're more open minded to things you normally wouldn't be if you already had a a set or preconceived notion of what it was. Right. That's a very good point, Frank. And a lot of guys have a really hard time with that because they don't want to be perceived and they, they want to be seen as the guy who, who you know, has got it figured out. Uh, and even if you know, guys, even if you know a lot of stuff, you know your vocation, you know a lot of stuff about certain things. But even as Frank said, even though he's been doing this for 20 years, there's still so much to learn, even from those new people coming in to the uh, to the industry or to the vocation or whatever it is that you're doing. And it just really opens up your mind to the point to where you're able to really pay attention and learn from other people. You might know not a lot of information, but you, that know-it-all doesn't come off very well to anybody. And it's really just a quick turnoff. I know this because that was me for many years of my young <laughs> life as well, as most of us can, can attest to. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, we've all had those moments, you know, where where your ego or pride gets the best of you and you think you know everything. But but the truth of the matter is, you know, especially today, as you get older, as you get wiser, hopefully you get more Socratic in your beliefs. You know, the only thing I know is that I don't know anything, right? Exactly. So, exactly. so you've got to embrace that because, yeah, man, there's so much to learn. It, it, it's just, uh, I, I, I hate to see people, whether it's in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, even 60s, where they've just shut off, you know, learning new information. It's like, oh, that's a shame. God, there was there was so much more to learn. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah. you know, being in, in theater and being in that industry, it is a completely unforgiving industry. And I know this because I know a lot of people in the industry, um, just as many others. But uh, I'm sure along the way, professionally and personally, you've had just a few kick-in-the-gut moments. And I bring this up, Frank, because, and all the other listeners out there who are new to the show, I bring up this kick-in-the-gut moment because we all have them. But it's what you do after that. It's what you do with that kick-in-the-gut moment that really determines if you're going to move forward or not and, and, you know, continue to pay it forward in the community or start paying it forward in the community in a lot of cases. I'd like for you to share one of those kick in the gut moments with us and really make us feel that. All right. So yeah, let me think. Yeah. Okay. Here's, here was a great kick in the gut moment for, for the members of four day weekend. So, uh, the year is 2008 and we are on a corporate gig with a, uh, a company that makes uh, banking software. Um, so all of this were there. Uh, my partners, David Wilk and David Ahern, um, who are mid business partners and also co-authored the book. So we're at this corporate event and the headline of the paper, the day that we get there was Lehman Brothers collapses. Now, that's right. 2008 was the financial collapse, right? 
and we're on this corporate gig for a banking software company when that news hits. Well, we get through the gig and we get back home and lo and behold, you know, there were all kinds of articles about, you know, the taxpayers bailing out these businesses and there were some businesses that were in the paper about having lavish parties at their corporate events, mm. right? Well, after that, after some of those people got called out, all of a sudden now, uh, uh, the revenue streams for corporate entertainment dried up. And just to give your listeners some context here, you know, when we first started, our show was, you know, we, we did live shows for the general public and we got money from ticket sales. And then we added a bar and we got money from ticket sales in the bar. Uh, and then we added a training center. We got ticket sales from the, uh, we got money from the ticket sales, the bar, and then the classes in the training center. And then after a few years, we had added an arm of four day weekend comedy, which was the corporate entertainment arm. And so what we would do is we got really popular uh, with Fortune 500 companies and really good at doing corporate events all over the country, all over the world. And, uh, um, and that was a big revenue stream. So we had grown and expanded the business by 2008, where you know we had a, a, a staff of people um, now working for us. We had a, a big cast. We had this training center. There were a lot of expenditures. And one of the big revenue streams coming into Four Day Weekend was corporate entertainment. Well, after we got back, all of a sudden, the businesses that were being called out on spending money in a frivolous way on their corporate parties or corporate entertainment sort of tighten the purse strings. That revenue stream dried up. So now we were in a pickle. We're in a predicament. It's like, oh, oh, oh dear. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. how are we, we still have to pay uh, our, our, our rent. We still have to you know, pay for the lights to come on. We still have to pay for this. We have to pay for insurance. We got to pay for that. And a big chunk of our revenue stream went away. Now that was a kick in the gut moment because we were way out on a limb and we had to come up with a new revenue stream quick. Well, it, it was in that moment where we really had to, you know, become yes and guys like you know come together throw out ideas there are no bad ideas how could we supplement the business or come up with a new uh, arm of the business to to replace that revenue stream and one of the things that we talked about and something I talked about because I came from corporate America um, you know that's what brought me to Texas in the first place I was recruited out of the Ohio State University to come work for Texas Instruments, uh, the makers of the graphing calculators. So if anyone out there uh, has used a graphing calculator, you're welcome. I remember um, those. <laughs> so, so, but I knew that in, in corporations, um, there wasn't always money for corporate entertainment. However, there was always money for uh, um, continuing education. Mm. And that's where we kind of were able to switch the business and change it to being continuing education. And that is the keynote that became the keynote that became the book 
that led me to talking to you today. Yeah. So, you know, even as kids, you know, just as with children into our adulthood, some of the best forms of education are also entertaining so that we retain it that much better when we, when we make the education entertaining and we enjoy what we're learning. That's right. That's exactly right. Yes. And, and so, so, but it was semantics for the corporate world because you know, they were able to justify bringing us in as speakers, uh, motivational speakers or keynote speakers that, that was in line. And, and I know from working at Texas instruments that, you know, there was always money for that, but yes, we were able to very quickly, you know, they say necessity is the mother of invention. Mm -hmm. Well, we, we were able to very quickly say, okay, well, let's take what we, what we were teaching in our training center to students Let's mold it a little bit and package it for, for corporations because the same rules still apply. And I got to tell you, it was a lifesaver. But once we threw that idea out there, the thing, n- nobody questioned, like everybody was just like, let's do this. Let's yes end this. Yes, let's put a keynote together. Well, it became the fastest growing part of our business. Even today, it's, it's like gangbusters. And it was what led to the book. But yes, people... Um, gravitated towards it because yes we were able to deliver our message using humor and and as we say humor is the spoonful of sugar that makes the medicine go down right it is yes right exactly so you know and and speaking of all of that so you had that kick in the gut moment that really took you down and then you guys came back from that yeah but at the same time as people start succeeding, as people start seeing results in their workout program, as people start seeing results in their relationships, people start seeing results in their business or even in their vocation, at, in their job at work. When they sit back on that, all of that starts to deteriorate, meaning when they just stay status quo, okay, I'm here, this is where I want to be, and I'm just going to keep status quo, then that's when things start going awry. They start coming down. They start, you're not going to be, your health, everything is you know, just starts kind of fading. And there's a chapter in your book, the, um, and there's a chapter in your book, Happy Accidents, which I've been reading through that I really, that really touches on this. And this chapter, let me, let me grab it real quick. And this chapter is chapter nine that says, when all else succeeds, leap again. And that's, that just rings so true with me with so many people, because I see so many people get to the point, right to the point to where they want to be, or close to it. And then they just go status quo. Can you speak on that chapter a little bit? Yes. Well, you know, one of the things that we talk about in improvisation is that, you know, improv, like life, is always stepping into the unknown. And one of the things that we say is, you know, life is all about the leap. It is not about the landing. It, it never was. It never will be. Okay. You're going to land somewhere. But if you're too insecure and afraid to ever make leaps in life, well, you know, you're surviving, but you're not thriving. You're surviving, but you're not living life to, to its fullest. And so one of the things that we've always guarded against was resting on our laurels uh, at all times. So that phrase, you know, when all when all else succeeds, leap again. It's like, hey, look, don't ever get too comfortable. 
okay? Because, you know, life is a moving target here and there's always plenty to learn. Uh, also, don't ever get too big of a head. Don't get egotistical. Never believe your own press. All of these things keep you, you know, on that sort of edge of life where you should never become complacent. You should always be willing to leap again and leap again because you're pushing the envelope for yourself and sort of testing the boundaries of what you're able to accomplish in this life by leaping. Uh, not leaping means you've given up, kind of. <laughs> so, so it's like, oh, well, huh? I guess this is it. And, and it's just, you know, there's way too much to learn, way too much stuff to do in this life to give up on something or to think, yep, I did it. I learned everything there is to know about. Are you kidding me? No, you didn't. You never learn everything. That's, that's the joke. That's the cruel joke and, 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 and the greatest punchline ever of life is that, you know, you, you, you don't learn everything. You know, that's the whole thing. It's, it's, you will never learn everything in your lifetime. That's what makes it so interesting. Uh, so, so to, to not leap, to think that you've reached the end is just sort of a, you know, you're just kind of like, oh, so it's important to always, you know, throw out that goal, the next goal, you know, kick, you know, down the road and then chase after it. You know, that's what we're constantly doing. It's always, you know, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? I mean, you know, we always tell people, look, you, you had a group of guys with 700 bucks a piece in 1997 who start an improv show in Fort Worth, Texas. And that group was able to yes end their way to delivering a keynote to Congress and the president of the United States, right? Mm -hmm. Well, 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 if anywhere along the way, now we had, I've never heard of an improv group doing that. That just, there was no template for that. And, and, and if we, if you would have told me that, I said, well, that's just, that's impossible. I mean, how can an improv group do that? But the thing is, is that, you know, you're just trying to make, you're taking baby steps all the way through life and you just take it one day at a time, one baby step at a time. And yeah, that, that moment was 25,000 baby steps out and I would have never guessed it would have happened, but over the course of 25,000 baby steps and the right yes end attitude and working with great people, we were able to get there, you know? And so that's the thing. It's, it's just, it's the challenging yourself. And then, you know, you just can't think about it in its totality. You just take it one day at a time, but always challenge yourself. There's always stuff to do that has never been done. So why not embrace that and try to do it your way? Very good points. Absolutely love it. And one other thing that I've found personally that, you know, people ask me, guys will ask me, well, how do you stay motivated? How do you, how do you, once you reach that point that you think you, you thought you wanted to reach, what keeps you moving forward? What keep you know, you don't see another step to take. My answer to that is personally, you know, that's success. There's a difference between success, significance, and abundance in my mind. And when you want to take it to significance and further on to abundance is when you start bringing other people into your circle and show them what you've done to get to where you're at, whether it's health, relationships, job, whatever. 
And once you start doing that, one, that keeps you motivated to stay and continue to grow because you're going to be asked questions. You're going to learn from the people that you're sharing the information with. And this is rather you do it on a personal level or even turn it into a type of a business of coaching or or, uh, mentoring or consulting, whatever it is. I've just found that to be a great way to move forward. Now, that's what you're doing with this new group that you have coming in. And I just think it's brilliant. Well, well, you know, you know, you touched on something here now that 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 speaks to me, and I think it's pretty important. Say, and I'm going to use a, a a kind of an out there metaphor for this, but let's say that uh, you know you were on a, sort of like a spiritual quest, and you you made the trek up the mountain to get to the summit, uh, and 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 you know you you achieved your your spiritual enlightenment at the summit and then you just stayed there well okay you, you you've gotten this enlightenment you're at the summit you reached it but that's only half the journey that's only half the journey the other half of the journey is to come back down the mountain and then share the information with people and help them and do all that a lot of people forget that second part you know, it's not enough to just go up the mountain and be enlightened and get information and get knowledge. You got to come back down the mountain and help the people who haven't gotten up the mountain yet, you know, get up there. That That's part of what this is all about. I mean, you know, it, improv is a very unselfish thing. You, you know, uh, it, it really is. You know, when we take the stage uh, at our show, we always say, like, I take the stage saying to myself, it's my job to make all these other guys look good on stage. And uh, conversely, they take the stage and they're thinking, it's my job to make all these other guys look good. Well, if we're all taking the stage, trying to make each other look good, guess what happens? Mm. We all look good. We all <laughs> look good. And, and, and the training center is to help people understand that philosophy. So yes, you know, this new cast, the students that come through our training center, it's very important to share the knowledge with other people and to help them do things in their life, to get to their goals. And then, you know, the byproduct of all of this that we're doing is humor and laughter. And and we always say that the service we're providing to our fans, our audience, is, is laughter, that, that we heal through laughter. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and we just always want, you know, I want other people, you know, the, the, in our book, that, that was one of the things that, that we wanted to really share with people. It's like, look, man, I, I know it can be tough. There's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of obstacles and negativity. Uh, we're trying to teach you how to be a yes end uh, person or company in a no but world. I get it. Uh, but it is possible. Uh, and, and, and so, yeah, you know, the book was really an extension of us trying to share our knowledge and reach out to people that aren't living in the Metroplex and don't have an opportunity to come to our show or go through our training center. That was our way of sharing this positive message with, with more people across the country. But yeah, that, it's because it's, we felt, wow, we're so lucky. We, we're, we're, we love what we're doing. I love doing it with the people I'm doing it with. It's, it's a successful business. I want everybody to know that, that they can do this. That was kind of our reaching the summit and enlightenment moment uh, on the mountaintop. Uh, and, and the book and the training center and the new cast 
is our journey back down to help other people out along the way. Absolutely amazing. I really love it. So, Frank, we're at the point where we're going to pay it forward to our abundant leaders. You ready to do that, man? You bet. Outstanding. So share one to three actionable steps that men of abundance can take today. All right. I would like uh, your listeners to try saying yes and versus no or no but or yes but in, in your life. Just, just, just try it out. You know, so maybe maybe you're inclined not to do something. You know, uh, but 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 for the purpose of this, say yes to it. Just see where it goes. Just say yes. Just be a yes person um, would be the one of the things that I would do. It doesn't cost anything. It's free. Just try saying yes to more things in your life. Maybe even keep a journal about it. See what happens. Um, because if you say no, you have the illusion of control, but you eliminate a lot of possibilities. If you say yes to things, yes, you relinquish control, but you open the door to all kinds of possibilities. So being a yes and person is something that I would ask them to do. And then the, the companion piece to that as an improv is be an active listener. Be aware of what is going on around you. Under, you know, a lot of times opportunities come your way and we blow right by them, doing 100 miles an hour. Uh, they're there. The opportunities are there. You just need to be aware and actively listen and see what people and hear what people are saying and be aware of the surroundings around you and take advantage of opportunities or things that you might otherwise have overlooked just because, you know, you weren't listening. You know, <laughs> the universe is speaking to you. People are speaking to you. Listen, listen. Be an active listener uh, in this life. Th those two things are, are a really big uh, component uh, of, of what improv is about. And then the other, the other part is, you know, just be the most loving, compassionate, empathetic person that you, you can be. Yeah, very powerful, very powerful action steps. Thanks for sharing that. What, in addition to that, I know you got a lot of daily habits. What daily habits make the biggest impact in your life? Oh, uh, you know, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you one thing that, that for me personally, um, that that was a life changer. And people always talk about it, but they really don't find time to do it. But there's always time to do it. Meditation. Mm. If I could tell your listeners to try doing one thing. Yes, you should eat right. Yes, you should exercise. Of course, meditate. Just meditate. I'm not saying be static, but be still. Find the stillness every once in a while. Meditate. There is a calming effect that meditation has for you, within you. And, and it levels everything out. There's a lot of white static and noise going on in the world around us, a lot of bells and whistles going about to be. Just meditate and all that stuff quiets down, slows down. That is something that I do daily and it has greatly impacted my life. And of all the other things I could recommend, meditation would be at the top. 
Yeah, it's a very, very important part of my day every single morning. And sometimes throughout the day when things are just going on, I just sit down in a quiet place and just, you know, get out of my own head and, and so much just the answers come to me. It just right works out that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, you, you know, you do realize that I'm talking to a yes end person right now. <laughs> I mean, you really are. Absolutely. A yes end person. I love it. And the fact that you meditate, that that's part of your, I, I, yes, it, it makes a huge difference, doesn't it? It does. It does. Before I even pick up my phone in the morning, before I do anything, you know, I do my, you know, morning necessities that I got to do first thing in the morning, right. drink a tall glass of water, get the coffee brewing, and then I sit down and I just block everything else out and, and try not to think about too much. And I just make, concentrate on my breathing. I've, d- I've done it various ways throughout the years. Um, but, and, and it's not like I don't sit on the floor with my legs crossed and, you know, light an incense or something like that. It's not about right. that. It's just no, getting it's straight in my head and getting it quiet. And I get so much more creative in that, in that zone as well. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That just find the stillness. Uh, for a portion of your day and people think oh what do i have to do sit there for three hours you know mm-hmm. uh, on a yoga pillow and no 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 no, no. no. You, you can do it you can do it your way for 15 minutes whatever you have time for but but it's like you said it's just stopping taking a moment for yourself finding that stillness in, in whatever way works best for you it, it makes a huge difference in your life i, I don't think meditation gets enough props <laughs> in our society but it should yeah, you know, because it's kind of foo-foo and stuff like that. And that's the way it's been right. sold over the years. But it's really not. Anyway, no. so what would you recommend our Abundant Leaders read or listen to and why? Um, you know what? I, this is a good question. I'm going to throw out uh, Joseph Campbell's uh, The Hero with a Thousand Faces. Uh, and the reason is, is that, you know, that book always stood out to me because in our own way as individuals, you know, we're all kind of on our on our hero's journey, you know, and and and, you know, when you read that, it's just it's it's just one of those things that applies uh, to every single person on their walk in this life, on their journey in this life. Um, and it speaks to how, you know, every I mean, everybody is a hero. There's a hero in all of us. And, and it doesn't have to take the form of, you know, uh, a fireman pulling a, you know, a child out of a burning building. Heroes take many different forms and their journeys take many different paths. And and, and I think that the book is re- reflective of that because we tell those hero stories through our mythologies, um, through, through, through books, through movies, um, time and time and time again. And I think that taking some of that and applying it to you as an individual, we're all on our hero's journey. And, and, and there are people out there who do many her- heroic things, you know, with, with feeding the poor, education, you, you know, these, these unsung heroes that, that are out there. But everybody is a hero, and we're all on our hero's journey. And if you realize that every person has their pitfalls, has their obstacles, and that, that they were able to overcome them, it inspires everybody else to keep continuing on, on onto their journey, to be the best person that they can be, to be the, the hero in their own lives. Maybe it's to their children or, or what have you. But I, I think that would be a, an interesting book for them to pick up and read 
and, and, and just see what they could take away from that hero's journey and apply it to their own lives and, and their own journey. Excellent. Yeah. And I'll have that linked up in the show notes at menofabundance.com. I'm looking forward to getting into that one as well. And you really hit it. You know, the, the hero, we see these heroes on TV and we see these heroes in, in the books and all this kind of stuff. But how many people, how many men do you specifically know that live that lifestyle that are just 24 seven heroes? You are, you're the 24 seven hero to, like you said, Frank, your child, your wife, your siblings, your mom and dad, you're the hero in your community just by, you know, picking up that rubbish that was on the sidewalk this morning as you were running. You know, I mean, that's what it comes down to. That's it. That's it. Right. And and if you kind of look at it that way, yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to solve the world's problems Mm -hmm. to be a hero. Maybe it's just that you spend quality time with your kids as a parent. That's heroic. Imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance, Frank? Oh, fear. Fear Mm -hmm. of the unknown. You know, fear keeps people from doing so many things. It's you don't you do not want to live a fear based life. You just can't. And, and, and I think a lot of people, you know, play things safe. They don't want to take chances. And, you know, it, it was Henry David Thoreau who said, you know, most people live their lives in a form of quiet desperation. Uh, and then the addendum to that was, and go to the grave with a song still in their heart. Mm-hmm. Well, the song still in your heart is that true abundance and the quiet desperation is the living a life that you really didn't eh, plan on or want to live, but you were too afraid to try this or to try that. But it goes back to what I said earlier. It's all about the leap. Mm-hmm. It's not about landing. It isn't. It's not about the landing. Don't worry about the landing. You're going to land somewhere. Yeah, you know, the final destination nobody really wants to get to because the fact is none of us are getting out of this alive. <laughs> that's right <laughs> no one's getting out of this alive yeah, that's exactly. true yeah. so what does living a life of abundance mean to you frank oh living a life uh, of abundance to me means you know because of getting to do what i love to do and because i have such um great you know family. Um, you know, I have my fiance whom I love very, very much. She's incredible. My business partners and my performer, my fellow performers and cast members, um, getting to do what I love to do is a form of abundance for me personally, but I also derive a lot of joy knowing that what we do is positively affecting those around us. I know that we are a positive thing and and I am a positive person. Now I'm very thankful and I am very grateful for everything, you know, uh, and, and I wouldn't change anything, you know, with all the ups and the downs that we had or I've had in my life, everything had to happen exactly the way 
let it happen for me to get where I am today talking to you here. So I wouldn't change it because otherwise this would not have happened. And to be able to be in a place in my life doing what I love to do with the people I love doing it with and learning from them as much as they learn from me and having a positive effect on those around me, man, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't get any better than that. I, I'm just, I'm very thankful and I'm very grateful for everything. I dig it, man. And I thank you for it. I really do. I thank you and your whole team uh, for everything that you guys do um, with this uh, four day weekend. So we're going to have four day weekend.com linked up in the show notes and any anything else that we talked about here, we're going to have linked up in the show notes. But what did we not talk about that you want to ensure that our abundant leaders get out of our conversation today? Well, if they're interested in learning more about some of these philosophies, the yes and philosophy in particular that I'm talking about, uh, they can either go to our website at fourdayweekend.com or go to amazon.com and buy uh, a copy of our book, uh, Happy Accidents, The Transformative Power of Yes and at Work and in Life. And within there, you know, we kind of talk about our journey uh, when we made mistakes, when when we did things right, what we learned from those mistakes. And then we have simple exercises in each chapter that you can sort of just do on your own. They're free. They're easy to learn. And then really start to try to practice them and, and you know, use them in your daily life. I, I hope and I would hope that if you do that, you'll achieve the same kind of success that we we have achieved in, in your own way. Yeah, and I appreciate that. And that's one of the things that I really did like about the structure of your book. The content's great to begin with. But then you also added those little action steps at the end of the chapters yeah. to to yeah. exercises and action steps, things to, okay, here's what you just learned. But, oh, by the way, here's how you can apply it. Now go do it. I love yeah. that. Absolutely love that in this type of book. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of practical things because you can talk all you want. And then people are like, yeah, but how? Do, what do I do? Mm. And they're just very simple exercises that we've all done. And, and, and it just helps to retrain and reprogram your brain to go from a negative no but uh, uh, attitude to a yes and uh, attitude. Yeah. That's all. It, you know, and I always talk about an attitude of gratitude. I talk about your mindset and your mindset is important. It's extremely important. But there's only one thing that's really going to change the trajectory of your life and that is taking action. No matter yeah. if you take it, if you take action with a poor mindset or a bad mindset or a great mindset, uh, one way or another, your life's going to change. So well, well, not until you take yeah. action is your life going to improve. It, that's that is 100 percent right. And look, it's what I said at the beginning. You, we're already improvising. You're an improviser. I'm an improvising. You can choose to improvise your life in one of two ways, in a positive way or a negative way. Well, if you believe in the, the laws of attraction, Positive attracts positive, negative attracts negative. Mm -hmm. But none of that happens unless you take action. So since you're already improvising and you're already going to be doing something, why not just do it in a positive way? That's it. Absolutely. Great message. I love it. And I just absolutely enjoyed this conversation. I got so much out of it myself. I look forward. I don't take notes when I do the initial conversation but when i go back and do the editing and everything i take notes then and then i get a chance to listen to it again the final cut and i take notes during that point as well and i can go back and take a lot of notes on this plus i've got your book here so uh yeah it's helping me out quite a bit as well but frank man it's been a great conversation brother and uh i just want you to go out and live your life of abundance and just keep on paying it forward like you are Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on as a guest. And I'm very grateful that you did. <laughs> My pleasure. Aloha.
Aloha. Guys, like I said at the beginning of this conversation, stuff happens. You will often have to improv or take another direction. The more experience you have in your relationships, in your career, business, whatever it may be, the better you will get at living your life on your terms while still fulfilling your responsibilities. And that is an amazing way to live your life. I know everybody likes to have everything planned out and all this stuff, but sometimes the spontaneity of life is really the most exciting part. And when you can improv at least parts of these uh, events in your life, man, things just get so much more exciting. And they stay and they keep you on your toes and they just keep your life exciting. So improv as often as you can. Get a hold of the book. I think it's a great book. I've been reading through it, Happy Accidents. And uh, it's a really cool twist on this improv and the way to live your life. Now, go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.